Welcome to Founder Views. My name is Costa. I'm your host and co-founder of Web for Realty, a SaaS company that I bootstrapped out of my parents' basement with no money and no tech experience into a fully remote company doing seven figures in ARR. I'm taking you through my SaaS journey in real time as I talk about business situations I'm going through, thinking about, or just find interesting. My purpose is not to give you the answers, but to spark something in your mind that can help improve your business along the way. I was really struggling to find an internal wiki for my team. I must have tried at least a dozen options and I was just never satisfied with any of them. Uh, They were either too clunky, too busy, and just not something I would want my entire team using. As soon as I was about to give up my search, I stumbled upon Nuclino. I immediately knew this was the application I was looking for. It's simplicity, super clean UI, and the ability to add content quickly and easily checked all the boxes for me. As a remote company, documentation is very important to keep our team connected and collaborative. We had everything in Nuclino from general company information and updates, documents for onboarding new hires and how-tos. If anyone on our team has a question about anything, they can go on Nuclino and find what they're looking for in seconds. So if you're a company that's serious about growing, being organized and being efficient, I highly suggest Nuclino for your internal wiki. I was able to get my listeners a pretty sweet deal. I got you 30% off uh, for one year of service. That's 30% off the best internal wiki in the game for one year. Go to nuclino.com. That's N-U-C-L-I-N-O.com and use Founder Views during checkout. Again, nuclino.com. Use Founder Views at checkout and immediately get 30% off for the year. Believe me, you won't regret it. I'm speaking with Braden Urquhart in this episode, a fellow Canadian and co-founder of RecTimes, a scheduling software that helps ice rinks manage their bookings. Uh, this is such a valuable episode to listen to if you're focused on building a profitable, lean, and high-margin company. Braden's company, RecTimes, is a remote company, team of three people, uh, but they're adding a couple more. Uh, but because they're playing in such a tightly defined niche market, they're able to find customers and penetrate their market easier than most companies, which is such an advantage. They're growing growing steadily, looking to double their growth in the next 12 months. Uh, But even more important than that, they're able to live a very nice, very comfortable lifestyle, be around family and kids uh, while running the business. And that's a massive benefit in playing in in a tight, smaller market. So we're diving into all that and much, much more. This was such a great, fun episode, uh, a lot of awesome insights, and I have no doubt you'll enjoy it. So without further ado, here's our chat. All right, Brayden, thank you so much for joining me on the Founder Views podcast. Really excited for you to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. So we we met in Boston as we were just talking uh, offline uh, earlier this year for, for Dan's Growth Stacking Summit. Uh, I've actually had a few founders I met in Boston on this podcast, which is pretty cool. Um, you're a fellow Canadian. You co-founded RecTimes, uh, scheduling software for ice rinks, uh, which we'll talk about. Uh, and that's a business, uh, you're in a business I love, by the way, which I, I think is great for a bunch of reasons, uh, which we'll get into. But to, to kick things off, why don't you just tell us a bit about yourself, what Rec Times does and who you help? Yeah, so um, Rec Times helps, like you said, Ice Franks manage their facility, uh, make more bookings, allow their customers to book online. Um, and this kind of started out, you know, for me personally, I started as an entrepreneur, um, going through, you know, the web agency and then kind of converting into a SaaS, kind of a lot of 
a lot of how, you know, SaaS founders kind of make it into this space. And, um, so for the first few years, especially with rec times, um, you know, I kind of ran both of them kind of side by side and I still have the web agency and, um, you know, me and my wife also own a health clinic as well. So as far as, you know, business entrepreneurship goes, you know, I'm right into the thick of it with, uh, two young boys as well. So, you know, family, business, you know, balancing life and just kind of staying on top of things is kind of like, you know, my daily kind of priorities and, you know, scheduling out, you know, throughout my, my year and my weeks is, um, you know, something that's important to kind of stay on track. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. So you, you have a, quite a few things going on then, uh, the web, you still have the web agency, uh, still the web rec, agency, yeah. rec yeah. times and you own a health clinic. Yeah. Okay. What, what, uh, which one of those keeps you the most busy? Uh, rec times uh, does for sure. Yeah. I was going to say other than, yeah. you know, your kids, you have two other than my kids. Yeah. <laughs> two kids. Yeah. So nice, I got a four year old nice. and a six month old. Awesome. All right. Yeah. That's great. And, um, so what's your, I guess we'll, we'll talk about rec times and stick to that, but what's your primary role with, with rec times? Like, do you have a development background or? Yeah. So my role, like I can kind of give some background. It kind of progressed, um, since we started back in 2012, um, I was kind of like a UI web design guy hired outsourced development. And then I kind of learned the development as we went kind of had to, um, you know, didn't really have much more capital to hire out anymore. So I was kind of learning as I go, you know, PHP learned how to, you know, optimize our database server infrastructure, kind of got to know a little bit of everything. And then, um, also got into it full time myself. One of the years, I think that was about 2017, um, just kind of getting into everything, uh, probably a little too much on my plate then I was definitely working too much. Um, and then now, I've really transitioned over the last couple of years, just more kind of vision, um, you know, setting up the plan, um, you know, meeting with um, developer and business partner and just kind of like crafting a vision, go over where we're at now, where we want to be and um, how we're going to get there. And so that's where I am with that business. Awesome. Okay. Very impressive. Very impressive. Um, so like I mentioned, I'm a huge fan of the business you're in. And one of the main reasons why is because like you're in a, such a, such a tight and like narrow niche, like you're not trying to help a broad range of industries and markets, uh, which I think can be overwhelming and difficult at times, especially with sales. Uh, you know, you help ice rinks and your customers are like ice rink operators or managers, uh, so, so it's a very specific, very defined market you're going after. And I think that makes you, like sales, marketing, your messaging a lot easier compared to most companies who try and service a broad range of customers. So like, wh- why did you decide to focus on ice rinks specifically rather than opening it up to other markets? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And, um, cause we weren't always ice rinks. We kind of went, you know, started with ice rinks, tried to do all sports facilities, and then we went back to ice rink. So originally when we started, our first client was an ice rink. Um, so that's how it started. I kind of created a mini kind of scheduling app for them uh, within their website. And, you know, then they came to me and we're like, okay, we need, you know, we want our customers to be able to book online, book their ice. And none of the competition for this uh, service was really offering that. Um, the option to just kind of see what they have, book, pay online, you know, 
come in and, you know, bring your buddies or bring your team and start playing hockey. Um, but over the years, you know, just kind of developing it and everything, like we definitely, you know, we had other people approach us like towns and different types of facilities. And some of them we worked with really well and others, you know, we either just didn't have the feature sets, you know, didn't have the, the support to handle them. Um, or just, you know, kind of didn't fit in that niche of the hockey rink. So we're building these features that maybe, you know, one person might use and we kind of got caught in that trap for a little bit. And, you know, even though sometimes it's like, you know, they flash the big dollar signs in front of you, you know, big yearly contracts, but you know, you got to really look down the road at your development, your support, you know, what kind of time and energy it's going to take, um, to support them, um, not just short-term, but long-term and say like, is it worth it? And what's it going to cost to our other customers? So that's why we're back now at just the ice rinks. And like you said, it just makes it really simple. Like we really simplified our sales process, simplified our marketing, uh, streamline our product development. And that's, come down tremendously just because we're back to our core niche. That's great. That, that's really awesome. How long um, now have you, so you started originally just with ice rinks and you opened it up to all sports facilities and now you're back to ice rinks. So, so how long have you been back to ice rinks now? So it was really just this year that we kind of transitioned back to ice rinks. Okay. So it was the last few months and we've already noticed, um, just a difference. Like we've gone primarily to like outbound for our marketing. So, you know, we know, we know who every ice rink is, so it's easy to pick up the phone, make the call. Um, a lot of people we met through, you know, just past trade shows, past connections, um, you know, even just asking for referrals some of the time, uh, just easy way to get, um, you know, new clients in the pipeline. Love it. Love it. That's awesome. So let's take it back to the beginning. You, you said you launched uh, in 2012. Yeah, that's when development started. I mean, it really didn't. Okay. It was probably the end of 2012 when our first customer got on board. And then okay. it started as just like, it was just an app for them. So it wasn't even really like a model that was easily scalable, especially I didn't really have the tech background to kind of make that transition. So throughout 2013 is when we, um, changed the software, made it so that we could easily bring other customers on board and started getting new clients then. And in fact, then it was just me doing like, I was doing the sales, I was doing the web agency. Uh, my wife was in, you know, medical school. So it was, uh, it was just a busy time and, you know, just hustling entrepreneur working, you know, the 16 hour days, just doing everything I could to, you know, pay the bills and drive business. So. Yeah, for sure. Okay, awesome. So, so Rack Times, call it maybe around like six years old now. Um, yeah. One of the, the most common types of questions I get from early stage founders and entrepreneurs is about sales. So, so how did you guys get gain your traction early on and like get your earliest customers? Yeah, so I mean, the first customers came from like the original, like, let's say the original few were just from like, I, I knew them through doing websites um, so that was kind of an easy sale. Um, you know, the local connection, sometimes just walking in, like I had another sales guy working with me through, um, my web agency. So he kind of did, you know, a little bit of rec time sales, a little bit of web sales. 
Um, and then we also had, like, I was into SEO, like with doing the websites. So we also got, you know, a couple clients out West and down in the States really early on too, just from finding our websites. And, you know, we had some unique value propositions. So, um, it became an easy sale early on and helped us kind of build, you know, kind of slowly over the few years until, um, you know, hired on my best friend, co-founder, and he's, uh, he kind of took over, you know, the entire sales role, um, customer support, things like that. Okay. That's awesome. So you, you, you mentioned outbound earlier, like what about today has the way you've done sales and marketing change? Like what are some of the, the marketing channels that are working best for you right now? Is it, is it outbound? Would you say? Yeah, outbound, and we're just about to hire an SDR as well um, to kind of take over that and free up some time from my co-founder. So we've done a lot. Like, we we tried a lot of different things, and, you know, we've done the Google Ads. We've done, you know, our lead generation. We tried some content, took off. I I think I just wiped every blog post I wrote because – you know, it's one of those things I don't, I didn't really feel like I was resonating with our customers. And now that we're in such a niche, like, you know, people aren't really searching for us as much, especially if they're locked into contracts with, um, you know, our competitors. So yeah, we tried a lot of things and, you know, we kind of started with outbound. We, we, we transitioned into a, trying to do all the inbound and we, we get a lot still like people just come to our website, filling out our, you know, our demo request form. Um, and then now we're just going back full outbound and that's like a hundred percent, um, our strategy. And then anything else that comes in is, uh, is bonus. I love it. you know, I, oftentimes I hear, you know, you, you, you hear too many founders, entrepreneurs, like, like early stage, uh, they try and get too fancy when it comes to sales and like jump into the, the paid and inbound and all that stuff, which could work obviously. But, you know, I think outbound gets sort of overlooked and I don't know, nowadays I feel has a bad reputation. Um, but I, but I, I get it, man. My company was also built on outbound. Like I single-handedly got my first 500 paying clients, just cold calling. So it definitely works if you execute it properly, especially when you're in such a tight niche like you are, which is awesome. Um, so, so when you do outbound, is it like phone or are you, you going face to face or how does that look? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like we have a lot of the local market, uh, wrapped up. So it is all phone, um, phone email sequences, um, you know, just kind of setting up those automations, hooking it into Calendly, um, you know, to kind of automate that process of, you know, when to drop them out of trying to, to offer them something. And, um, yeah, so that's just been the process, especially the last few months and it's been working for us. Like we're definitely getting more traction. Uh, more in the pipeline. And again, it's just, everything just kind of become easier, um, niching down to that level. Nice. Uh, a common debate I hear about outbound is like, you know, I'm curious to hear from you. Do you think it's better to send that email first or to call first and then put them in the email sequence? Uh, like, again, it could be different for different markets. Uh, it's one of those things, like some people, like everyone's different, right? So, uh, you could just, yeah, sometimes the email could warm them up and other times it could just get you on the radar. So they might get frustrated and ignore your calls. Um, but we, we've tried different things. So like, you know, we find it just, you know, we'll, we'll just keep trying different things and see what works best. Like we have our, our cold email sequences that we'll send out, you know, follow up with phone calls, 
um, kind of track, you know, who's opening, where they land on our website and everything as well. So we know, you know, who to follow up with, who's, who shows the most interest and like who we should, you know, get on the phone with. So that's how we handle those like initial cold emails that go out. Yeah. I love it. That's great. Um, so primarily outbound, you mentioned you tried, uh, like paid ads as well. You're no longer doing that. No, we stopped them all together. Um, yeah, we just, uh, we tried it. We spent some money, um, a lot of money actually on them. Uh, it just wasn't generating, you know, just for the, yeah, the effort we were putting in just wasn't generating like the outbound was. And we were, we were finding, we were getting a lot of demos. Like, you know, let's say we get 10 demos in, um, you know, probably half of them, you know, we could scrap right away. Um, just didn't fit our industry, didn't fit the niche. And, and then the other half, you might get, you know, a couple that are, you know, really super interested. Um, so this way, just going after them, um, we kind of create our customer avatar, like who's our ideal customer, who do we want to go after? We build a list of like a hundred people we want to go after that month. And then that's who we kind of set up and target. And then we know that we can cater to them. We know their needs, we know their desires, and we have the software and the support to help them. Awesome. Love it. So, um, so where are you guys at today in terms of like company size? So there's just three of us today, developer, me, and uh, my co-founder. And we're just about to bring on an SDR. And then probably early in the new year, um, we've been, um, we have, you know, a little um, something ready to hire, you know, two new people to handle like the support and the onboarding. Um, so we'll get that going probably February, March, I would say. That's amazing. No, that's awesome. Nice and lean. And that sort of, uh, uh, it goes well with the next thing I wanted to talk about. You know, another reason why I think your business is great is because, you know, I mentioned, you know, it's such a niche, uh, you're playing in, but you know, it's, it's a very narrow market in the sense that you're probably, probably not going to be like a billion dollar company, but you know, it's big enough to be, to build a very profitable, very lean, high margin business and very live a very nice, comfortable lifestyle as a founder. Yeah. Um, which I think is incredible and very attractive to a lot of entrepreneurs. I think too many people now focus on like becoming the unicorns and like super high scale and growth. But, you know, the truth is a lot of the happiest, most sustainable, self-sufficient companies are the ones just like yours. Um, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, would you agree with, with that assessment? I agree. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, everyone has their own goals, their own desires. Some people just want to scale to, you know, hundred million as quick as possible. Uh, I'm not saying we don't want to scale and become, you know, a bigger company, but like you said, like we're in a position now where, you know, we get, you know, everyone gets a salary and we have, uh, you know, a good living from this company now. And it's just, you know, it just keeps increasing every year. Um, we got really good, like churn, like we don't really lose many clients, especially now where we're just focused on the ice rinks. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where we are with this business. And, uh, we know like there's really only about 6,000 potential customers for us in the ice rink space in North America. And so we know we have a cap of, you know, where we can go. Um, but it's just, you know, focusing on those customers, giving them the best service and support we can, and, um, yeah, just making it as easy as possible. So they stay around with us. 
Love it. That's great. And that's great. Um, you mentioned there's, there's a lot of growth, steady growth. Like what, what are some of the most important metrics you monitor to track uh, your, your business and, and monitor its growth? Yeah. So like I mentioned, we don't, we don't really lose much customers. Like we might lose, we might've lost like one each year for the past couple of years, like maybe two. And that's, that's mainly just like, it's out of our control. Like a lot of times big cities, municipalities will kind of roll in their, their ranks into like their municipal software. Um, so that's what happens there. But, um, yeah, just kind of like, um, you know, our MRR, um, definitely tracking that Our a big thing now is like, especially doing outbound, just our leads, um, value for leads, something we're being setting up for our SDR that's going to be coming in, um, so that we can really track like, you know, what, you know, what each lead is worth that they bring and what, you know, when they set those demos, like what's that worth to us? You know, it's not just a lead, like there's actually, you know, value to that. So, you know, we treat each one with, you know, the respect and, you know, the, what it can bring us, not just this year, but over the lifetime as well. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure. Uh, just based on the, the, the types of hires you you plan on doing in the new year, like, is there, uh, I'm assuming you're, you're focusing on, you know, growth in terms of MRR expansion. Like, is, is that what you're focusing on at the moment? Um, like yeah, for example, so, in my, my business right now, I'm, I'm trying to put an emphasis on like expansion revenue and revenue per user. Like what's, uh, what's the focus for rec times now? Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at too. And like, not just like getting new clients, but sustaining our client base and then bringing in like our new features that we are developing are just more like value add-ons that we can, you know, either upsells for them to add into their current solution um, you know, just to kind of increase our value per customer. Um, so that's going to be a big one for us the next year. And then again, just growing, um, you know, our customer base through that outbound sales channel. Yeah. Perfect. Um, you know, being such a small lean team, you know, three people right now, you're adding a couple more, um, you know, I'm sure you're wearing multiple hats at all times. Like, what does a typical day look like for you as a CEO of Rec Times? Yeah, so my day is uh, it's transformed a lot over the last couple of years. So um, right now, it's like you know, morning. I got about an hour and a half, two hours with my boys. Uh, one of them's four, so basically playing quite a bit before he goes to school. Um, and then you know, I take about 30 to 60 minutes with my wife, we just kind of chat, go over our day, go over our goals, um, you know, talk about our other businesses. And then from about 10 to three, I'm just working on, you know, big rocks, like vision, like where we're going, like what needs to be done um, with development, with the team. And then of course, some other business activities are, are thrown in there. And then, you know, picking up my son around three thirty-four, So he has a short day. And then, yeah, just, um, with the family until about nine o'clock. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where it's transitioned and that's a big shift from like, if you backtrack four years ago, um, you know, I was rolling out of bed into my computer chair, you know, plugging away till 2am, uh, didn't really put a lot of emphasis as much on my health and my brain health and my sleep. And, um, and now I just, you know, that's a, a big focus of like, you know, 
focusing on my big rocks, focusing, um, you know, just being, you know, really present in what I'm doing and just kind of, um, you know, shutting out the noise so I can actually get things done and move the needle every day. Nice. That's awesome. Um, what about like, do you have any favorite tools or apps that help you stay productive and efficient? I know you brought up uh, the health part of it too, which I think, um, you know, you're, you're big on that. Obviously you own a health clinic and uh, I read it in your bio, but anything to, to help improve sort of your, your brain function and energy, any, any tips or advice there? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the number one thing is, um, sleep. Um, like that's been a big thing. Um, for me, I wear the aura ring. I'm not sure if you've, have you heard of that? Um, I have heard of it. Yeah. But do you mind explaining what it does? Yeah. So it's, it's basically a wearable ring, um, allows me to track my sleep and activity, but mainly like my sleep cycles. So I can see like my deep sleep, my REM sleep, uh, one of the biggest things for me is I used to be like, you know, okay, I got to get up at 5 a.m., get a couple work hours of work done before my son woke up. Um, and until I got the aura ring, I didn't realize that between 5 and 7 is when I get pretty much 90% of my REM sleep, um, you know, which plays a big part in your cognitive function throughout the day. So I would typically crash in the afternoon or be, you know, you, you stare at the computer screen, you're just plugging away all day. Um, but now I just, you know, if I wake up early morning, you know, I'm back to sleep for a couple hours and making sure that, you know, when I am putting in my time that I am, you know, fully, fully focused and I take a lot of supplements for, you know, my brain health, uh, do a lot of movement. I'm always on the treadmill. So I'll spend two or three hours of my work day, uh, just working on the treadmill, always moving. Um, I'll stretch, you know, do a few yoga flows throughout the day, just, you know, open up the blood vessels, get the body moving. And, uh, again, at night, just like cutting out the screen time, like me and my wife pretty much cut out, you know, any TV at night screen time. We just, you know, have a good wind down period to make sure that, you know, we optimize our sleep and we're just both ready to go the next day, especially with the, the two boys and the multiple businesses to, to take care of. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Great advice there. Um, what about like business wise? Like, are there any favorite like tools you guys use internally to, to be productive? Yeah. One of my favorite ones, um, would probably be cloud app, um, for taking like screenshots, video recordings. Uh, just, I found that's just been great as far as like, you know, building a knowledge base, sharing things with team members. Um, just even just screenshots. That's just one that comes to mind because I use it so often. Um, you know, if I see something, I just quickly record it, screenshot it, um, share the link with whoever needs to kind of take care of it. Yeah, we, we use a similar one. I know Cloud App. We use Dropler, which pretty much is the same thing. Uh, yeah, one of my nice. favorites as well. Um, so, so what's next for Rec Times? Like, where do you want to see the company in the next like three to five years? Uh, yeah. So. For the next couple of years, I mean, I'd like to, um, I'd like to double over the next, like this year coming up and then the following year, um, eventually, you know, there will be an exit in there as well. So that's kind of the future plans, like even starting the company, you know, back six, seven years ago, that's always kind of been something on the mind of, you know, eventually exiting, um, you know, especially where there's, there's so much other things on the go, um, for our family right now. 
And then, um, yeah, so that would be the plan for that. Nice. That's awesome. And, um, you know, Braden, I do want to be mindful of your time. I do end off each chat with what I call the founders three. You ready? Ready. All right. Number one, your favorite business book. Uh, I'd say headstrong, uh, not really so much a business book, but I mean, if you got, if your head's on, right, if you've got good brain function going on throughout the day, uh, everything else in business and life is going to be just so much better. So headstrong. Okay. I never, uh, yeah, I haven't heard of that one. I'll definitely add it to my list. Um, number two, your favorite vacation spot, uh, Florida, South Florida, Delray beach in particular, um, probably spend, a good portion of the summer down there. We'll usually go down there uh, two or three times at least in the winter. Oh, wow. And, okay. uh, yeah. So going Where's down over the, Christmas it, this year. Is, is that in the, in the keys or? Uh, it's just next to West Palm beach, like kind of in between oh, okay. West Palm and Fort Lauderdale. Okay, cool. Nice. And uh, lastly, if you can go back, what's the one thing you wish you knew when you were just starting out in business? Uh, I wish I would have got like a mentor or coach earlier on. Um, you know, it was one of those things I, you know, being an entrepreneur for so long, you kind of get stuck in these bubbles and these paradigms of like thinking, you know, you know, maybe, you know, everything or, you know what to do, but that's not always the case. And it's, I think that's really important to get someone with an outside perspective, um, you know, that knows what works and what doesn't, um, for what you're trying to achieve. Uh, not just now, but in the future. And yeah, that's where I go. So I've, I've had two, been in two masterminds this year and, uh, both of those have been just tremendous for, uh, the success of our, our businesses all around. So. Amazing. That's awesome. And, uh, if anyone wants to get in touch, like where's the best place to find you? Uh, yeah, so I'm launching a new website. It's, uh, you can reach me at bradenu.com and I'll even chuck in uh forward slash founder views. And anyone can go on there and just kind of reach out if you want to. Um, I'll just include some of my social media stuff on there as well. And I'm even going to put on some of my, uh, you know, sleep stuff, favorite books, things like that. If you want to uh, learn more. Awesome. That's great. We'll add it to the show notes for sure. Uh, Braden, thank you so much, man. Had a, had a great time. Uh, I'm glad we were able to connect. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Costa. Awesome. We'll chat soon. All the best. Yeah. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, I would love to hear it. Be sure to check out founderviews.com for my latest posts and episodes on my journey with everything SaaS, business, and startups. Talk to you later. Peace.